You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to Strange Familiars. How are you doing tonight, Allison? I'm fine. <laughs> I wonder if this dynamic would work if we switched chairs. It would. It would. It would still yes. work. Although, it, I think you would find it weird. I would find it weird. Well, Prevlin and I. Uh-huh. So, Prevlin is, for people listening, he's the long-term member of Stone Breath. Had the band for... I think 800 years mm-hmm. at this point give or take we naturally from the first time we ever played on stage together sat this way in our chairs mm-hmm. so he was yeah he's always to my right right mm-hmm. yes i think we switched it up one time and we were both like oh that's not right <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like changing where you sit at the dinner table yeah i don't know there's something about it we got used to it on tonight's show i will be talking to Mr. Clinton Granbury from OK Talk. He's back. He has the most royal sounding name. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds like he should be like 
Like maybe they, uh, he's sort of the bastard son of a royal who got like one of those not quite as upscale mansions as the other ones in a, in a state somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, Clinton. <laughs> Lord Clinton Granbury. Of the Texas Granberries. Uh, yes, of the Texas Granberries. So Clint has been doing these shows on this property he's calling Cougar Hollow. Check out the OK Talk episodes, The Curious Cougar Hollow and Cougar Hollow an American Horror Story for more. We kind of just go into talking about this. I did not do a good job as host of laying the groundwork of exactly what's going on down there. So so it's not him with an 80-year-old woman. No, it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, it may be. <laughs> that might it, be another story. <laughs> but it's also about this property. So if you want, go check out OK Talk, his podcast. Two episodes, The Curious Cougar Hollow and then Cougar Hollow and American Horror Story, where he talks about this for those who haven't listened or who want to listen to this first, I'll just kind of lay out a little bit of what we're talking about. Because, we, we, again, we just roll right into talking about this stuff. I should have been a better host and describe the backstory. So, Clint has friends that live in south of him in, in Texas. And they have a lot of property. Somewhere around them, a guy turned up dead from a possible cougar attack. But the authorities can't agree exactly what killed him. I think the sheriff said this was an animal attack. He was Uh killed by a cougar. Some people from like DNR or something came in and said this was not an animal attack and disagreed with the sheriff. So so there's this guy who ends up dead by something. Within a few miles of this, Clint's friends have a big ranch. Around the same time, strange things start happening on the ranch. His friend starts seeing what he called guys in ghillie suits in the woods around his property that he cannot catch. He runs into the woods and tries to catch these guys. He can never catch him. Has he thought about having a permanent station up on his roof? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah that's, that's kind of where this is going. Uh-huh. The guy has a family. I, I know he has, I think he's got three kids, I believe. In any case, one of the older kids went out to feed the chickens. And there's a younger, I think like toddler age kid who's just standing there waving at at the woods. Oh, that's the freakiest thing. Oh my god, yeah, that yeah. freaks me out. Freak the older kid out. She grabbed the younger one, you know, ran back inside. This family lives next to I think it's the, the wife's parents, the the mom and wife. Her parents have another ranch. They live right next to. Them. One of the kids was on their property and saw what he described as a seven-foot-tall bush, get up and run away. Okay. So there's men in ghillie suits. He's seeing predator-like things, things like like that look like the predator from the movie, doing that, you know, half-invisible oh, kind of okay. thing. He's hearing weird sounds. People are banging on things. They're seeing lights in the woods. And this guy's not a Bigfoot guy. This guy, Clint has this phone call recorded. He's talking to this guy, and this guy's like, there's people around my house. They're stalking me. I can't catch them. So he doesn't describe them as Bigfoot because that's not where he goes right away. He says there's guys in ghillie suits. There's guys in ghillie suits. But at the same time, they're not trying to be anonymous or, or to just to stalk him. They're banging on his fence. Mm-hmm. You can hear them. There's these weird lights in the woods. So they're not you know trying to stay hidden if it's dudes. So Quint gets this call. He goes to the property. There's also a, a, somewhere around the area some dead pigs show up with these 
weird scratches in them like alongside the road they find this like i think it's two or three dead pigs and they have these weird scratches on them and stuff so all this weird stuff is going on down there and this so, is all happening in very close proximity yeah yeah so that's what we're talking about and we just kind of roll right into talking about it in this interview so i wanted to lay a little bit of the groundwork so yes, that's helpful yeah it might be a little confusing for people if we just you know we just start talking about this stuff we get some background information that he doesn't talk about on okay talk there's some additional stuff here and after that clint gives us an update on his devil's creek film so along with clint we also have an extra special guest clint's dishwasher which incessantly beeps throughout the interview he could not figure out how to shut it off but it's I'm kind of funny. jealous of the dishwasher <laughs> it becomes a running joke okay. as we talk about it so let's go ahead and talk to clint Mr. Clint from OK Talk is resurfaced. And was, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, indeedy. Resurfaced. There's a flurry of activity. There's a, like my feed, my OK Talk feed is just constantly full now. I can't keep and, up. Well, you know, I don't know how much you know about local Dallas legend Clive Barrow and his little lady Bonnie. But see, the reason that Clyde Barrow was Clyde Barrow was because. When he got out of that jail, Eastern, the first thing he did was rob the armories. So he got himself those 30 cal automatics. And see, the sheriffs of the time would carry like a 38, you know? So anytime any lawman came up to him, he was like, and he could take them all out. <laughs> so I just figure rapid fire. <laughs> You're going full auto. That's right. Anybody else want to hear about Clyde Barrow's lives? See me. Well, you came back with a bang, brother. Thank you. Well, the thing is, and I mean, like I said, I have people that would, they're just shaking their head at me because, you know, I've had that stuff for a while. And that really inspired me, honestly, to start going through. See, I've always done a lot of the traveling part of it and the investigating it's that then I would get overwhelmed with going through it all. And so I end up with like a stack of stuff. You know, we're working on this pod in New Orleans and, you know, I was pulling audio from three or four years ago that I never did anything with that. I mean, it's going to end up being used, but I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you did it during COVID, especially I got really pouty during COVID. That's, I mean, we were open. You know, mm -hmm. we were open, wide open. Obviously, everyone, oh, Texas is going to ruin it for the rest of us. Not so much. But oh, you um, did. You did. We did. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What the f do I, I think we ruined it for everyone else, especially some people that I know up north, because they was jealous. Couldn't even get out of their effing house 11 different times. Yeah, no. So I just got, uh, you know, I was just pouty. And I'm sorry. I should. Um, let me let me stop the dishwasher. Sorry about that, bud. Yeah, no, um, one of the biggest honors of my 2021, because there hadn't been many, but one of them is your uh, your very kind texts as you were listening to it was seriously screenshotted and sent around because I value your opinion, so I really appreciate it. It was from the heart. That was, uh, that was a heck of a podcast to come back with. <laughs> 
Well, and you know, I can't do any of it easy. It's got to be half of it's got to be weird and spacey <laughs> and all over the place. And then the last half just right cross. But I think the one that, you know, I think that horror story one does a really good job of kind of capturing the tenor of it from the first one. And as well as, you know, shedding some light because it was really cool, too, because Gary literally called me yesterday Called me back and got on the phone, so that worked. He's the BFRO investigator. Gotcha. That yeah, had been so down there. How did you stumble on this? So this, this kind of fell in your lap in a way. I mean, I know you were interested in the case of the guy getting, quote-unquote, killed by the cougar, or maybe, or maybe not. And then it kind of all came together for you, so take, yeah, it's take really, me back. It's, it's really weird. So, yes, the, the mountain lion story is nuts, but the reason I first heard of it was because like two of my dear, dear, dear friends live on about 500 acres there, really close to the quote-unquote town of Lapan. I mean, it's a one-stop sign kind of place. You know, we had that conversation where they she told me about it, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Right from the jump, it doesn't make any sense about, oh, they think it was a mountain lion. And I mean, I'm, you know, Granberry has something to do with, uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, that place may or may not be named after my ancestors. It is named after my ancestors, but it's an outlaw hole too. So like as soon as I saw the hood County Sheriff up there saying that, Oh, it was definitely this hide your wife, hide your kids, you know, nothing to see here. Chief Wiggum. I'm like, that dude's not telling the truth at all, which can't get mad at him. As far as the thing with what's going on at William and Becca's, it is really crazy that it happened that way. But it was little things, and when he was sick in the middle of December, and I texted her to ask if he was still alive, and she just randomly threw me the text back about their two-year-old waving into the woods and saying hello, it didn't dawn on me. And then we were talking one afternoon. He may have been up here, but you know that conversation that night he was like i need to talk to you and then i called him and he was like this is what's going on and i was like so, so is that one we hear recorded in your first cougar hollow episode right yeah and uh, i mentioned it in the new one or whatever but my i was waiting on i got this new mac or whatever so i was waiting on that and I, my laptop's all cracked and i just basic use this app on my phone to record it and I wasn't expecting that. I mean, you can hear it in there. I wasn't expecting him to say that it was a dude in a ghillie suit. I mean, I'm, right. I mean, again, that's just like the most baffling thing in the world to me. And then when he tells me about Fisher, his 11-year-old seeing it, I was like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Because I had been right there the week before, like in, on Thanksgiving, sitting right where he said that he saw the thing. And I mean, of all the sparse the land you know there's a hundred thousand acres of nothing around them and then they're 500 why would you be right up on the house you know mm -hmm. why would you be there if you were special forces or even a freaking poacher they wouldn't do that so i mean look you know this whenever you're into the weird stuff like we are you know you hear <laughs> something peeking at you from behind a tree watching kids running away can't catch them these dudes are invisible, essentially. I mean, what are you going to think, you know? Right. 
Yeah, you're weird. And, and this is a up. dude who would laugh at me. You know, like we make fun of Dadis Perry. That's why I called him. I was like, dude, you sound like Dadis Perry right now. You make no sense. Mm-hmm. Is because it was, you know, it's just a joke. He has no, I mean, he, yeah, no belief in any of it. Well, that conversation, it sounded like he was really, like, psychologically himself just trying to avoid saying it. He, oh, yeah. He, he was. He didn't want anything to do with it. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. and he's pretty defiant. I mean, he's definitely freaked out. By the time that I got down there the next day, you know, that was the thing that really stuck out, like, immediately was, and it's not just the difference from November 26th to January 6th. It was, like, the vibe, Right, like just the whole thing was different, and it was oppressive, which is weird. But you know, and this is a really interesting thing where, again, like I love these people with everything I got. I love both of them, and Becca is a hell of a mom, and she's got four kids, and she will not put up with his like at all. And he works at a church, you know, and works his ass off. And for him to be in a situation where he was seeing stuff and then them, I mean, it essentially culminated in his five-year-old saying at the dinner table with his in-laws, my daddy's crazy. Right, right. You know, that definitely bothered him. But then when it became like a family thing, it was stressful for all of them. Like, definitely. And it was very, very, very thick with that kind of thing when I went out there. So this is a property that your friends live on? They own it? Or they rent Mm -hmm. it? They own it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, her parents lived in the house that they live in now, which is like a farmhouse with... And they've got like a horse pen and a chicken coop and that kind of stuff. And they just built like a new place, a short golf cart ride or four-wheeler ride up the road. You can walk it. You know, it's probably three-quarters of a mile. And so they're there, but they're separated enough. And then when I say there's nothing out there, I mean, there's nothing out there. I don't know if I sent you. I probably didn't send you the Google. It's really crazy to see the Google triangulation of everything, too, because mm-hmm. it's bang, right? Like, But go so, ahead. Sorry, I don't so want to skip ahead. But I, I thought the... Hundreds thought, of acres. We're talking... Pasture, woodland, what's what's the... Like thousands of acres. Thousands of acres, wow. Right, this is Texas again, and Texas is 99% privately owned because they gave land away here as a buffer to the Comanche. So where most states have way, like the state actually owns more of the land, in Texas it's ninety some 97% private. So these swaths of land, especially that way, that direction between... You know, central Texas down south was to keep the Mexicans. I mean, they were Mexicans. It's not a racist term. And the Comanche from raiding the cities. So they just gave land away by the thousands. Again, it's Texas. It's huge. And so the two cattle ranches right there are both 50,000 acres alone. And then they have 500 sort of in the middle. Wow. And there may be a couple of other places, and that's, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of land. So, so what's the lay of the land like? So, you know, I'm the, all the way up here in Pennsylvania. I've never been to Texas. When I think Texas, I think flat, you know? And uh, I know you got some woods and stuff up in the big thicket, but 
Well, first of all, the the eastern third of Texas is all thicket. Mm-hmm. Okay, where I am is actually just about North Texas is just about the flattest. Uh, or the Panhandle, which is North Texas. But once you get south, that portion of Texas changes. The rock formation changes from, like, the red clay to limestone. And the hill country of Texas would blow your mind. I mean, the second largest canyon in the United States behind the Grand Canyon is Paladuro, which is, I mean, that was home for the Comanche. We have mountains that are 10,000 foot and a ocean, you know, down there. It's all over the board, but that particular portion is you're leading into the hill country. So it gets very hilly. It's gorgeous. It's, uh, again, with the ground being limestone, there's lots of rivers and streams that are super crystal clear. And I don't know why my dishwasher keeps yelling at me. Sorry, Tim. Backed up again. I'm going to have to smack you. I don't know if it works talking to your appliances that way, but I thought I'd try. <laughs> so there's caves waterfalls that kind of thing it's beautiful it's undulated i mean lapan is named after the lapan apache so it's a very i mean that portion of texas it's the west it's the true west their property in particular is it a mix of woods and, and pasture or what do we got yeah there's a couple of different pastures that are I don't understand. I don't understand <laughs> at this point. I really don't. It's the CIA have uh, gotten to your, your Again with the CIA. Yeah, they have a couple of, you know, fields, but there's quite a bit of quite a bit of woods. And the woods that is it's not East Texas piney woods big, but it's brushy and thick. So a lot of mesquite and a lot of oak. So the interesting thing about this, you know, as I'm listening to this I'm hearing a guy describe being stalked by, you know, commandos in the woods or whatever uh, he decided they were. And I'm not saying that's not what they were, you know. I don't know. I am saying that is not what they were, but <laughs> I, I understand what you mean. I don't know what they were, but I know they weren't that. That's, right. That was just, but that's just my, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. I guess I can push up, surely, like I have the door open. I thought that would get it to shut up. Maybe if I just... Please leave all this in your pot. Please. <laughs> the people who know me need to hear me struggling. This is what happens when you leave me alone with these devices. Stop. Oh, my dear Lord. Oh, my dear Lord. I really, I really have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I might as well be in Zoolander trying to get into a computer. <laughs> God bless it. I don't know, man. I'm an idiot. And, you know, Clint the Dandy can't figure out his own frickin' dishwasher. Where were we? So, uh, <laughs> I hear him describing what's going on in his property, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, I have the checklist. Like guys in ghillie suits, check. Uh, kids waving at the woods, check. On the r- most recent episode, you know, doors being left open on outbuildings, check. You know, and I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, something's about to go there. It's going to get weird. And completely fascinated. The one thing that that he talked about a little bit, and I don't know if you're going to come back to this at some point or if 
you, you, you know, go, you do you. We're not we're we're not holding anything back. If I got it for you, I'm firing. When he talked about the things looking like Predator or the guys looking like Predator. Right. So the interesting thing about that is we didn't really get into it, but what I took from it was that the only way that he could just like if you'll notice, he mentioned several times that, like, you can't catch these dudes. Mm-hmm. They're disappearing, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, another check. Check. Right, exactly. Exactly. In fact, I mean, one of those reports there, again, that's what blew me away. It was when I was talking to him on the phone the first time I called him, and he's like, I went to a ranch over there, you know? And I'm like, well, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. He may say there's a bunch of ranches. There can't be a bunch of ranches when they're all 50,000, 100,000 acres, you know? Right. I know I, I know that had to have been where he was talking about, which just, again, blew me away. But the idea that he didn't tell me, like, hey, man, I saw the Predator. At this point, and, you know, it'd be interesting to talk to him about it right now. I talked to him a couple of days ago, and, um, you know, I asked him just straight up, like, if anything had been happening. But I didn't think so because of the weather, weather pattern had been such that either way, special forces or no, it would have been a beating to be out there in the spring, especially with the rain that we've gotten. And then now it's just like a humid bowl of copperheads. So, I mean, that took me aback too. I mean, what do you say when your buddy asks you if you ever saw a translucent person? You have, I think, probably. I have not. Uh, not seen that, no. But, I mean, that's another thing you hear, you know. And uh, my great buddy and... Someone whose work that I have influenced greatly, I know, David Pilates, <laughs> talked about... <laughs> talked right, about, of course. Uh, we have to mention him or else we'll get countersued by the fake David Pilates Twitter account. <laughs> uh, he has talked about people seeing these, you know, predator, I'm making air quotes with my hands, like things before. I've taken reports of it on Strange Familiars. The problem... And it's not necessarily a problem, but the, it maybe it's, you know, it's just a more interesting factor. We talked about it one time on, I think on Where Did the Road Go, we were talking about it. And a DJ from New York contacted us and said, this is real. The government has this technology. Yeah. He lived near some university up there, and he was basically being stalked, and everybody thought he was crazy. And he really? Kept, he kept saying that these things are outside my house he's you know and they look like the predator and and all this and no one would believe him no one would believe him and he finally fig somehow he figured it out you can find the information online that one of the universities was testing this tech out and they just picked him out randomly and said let's just basically stalk this guy with this tech it's ruined his life how about it yeah so the tech the tech does exist like you know it does but you have to go back and say why there? Why him? Why this family? And then you add in the other things. So you add in the the moving bush that the kids saw. This was at the grandparents' property. Yes. So which which again? Just I mean, it might you know it's right there, but seven foot tall moving bush. Which, right. by the way, my greatest love in all of Bigfoot are green Bigfoot reports, and there there are not many but they're out there. And it's- okay, so I have the picture that he drew because I, I couldn't remember if I even left it on there where he said, where I asked him if he'd draw a picture. I have the picture. I'll send it to you. 
because I took a picture of his easel, and it is a green Bigfoot. I love green Bigfoot reports so much. The only thing, like, you know, pe- the people in Bigfoot, they collect, like, Bigfoot games and Bigfoot figures and Bigfoot this. I don't want any of that. But if it's a green Bigfoot, I collect it, because th- those are my favorite reports of all, the green Bigfoot reports. So, delighted to hear your interview with this kid, and he describes this seven-foot-tall green bush that gets up and runs away. Right. And well, that ain't any kind of tech the government has, you know. No, it isn't. And so I guess the thing that this is another part of the reason why the mountain lion attack tripped me out because I was concerned about the fact that these dudes just made the jump to it was an animal attack and not suicide, not homicide, right? Mm-hmm. And then if there were people out there that they were like, "We're gonna kill this killer mountain lion," you know, that almost kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. That there would be people out there doing that. But, you know, again, right next to a swimming pool is not the place that you hunt anything. Right, yeah. Okay. You know, unless you're a petter ass. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll give me that as my one. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a strike, like an old school game show. <laughs> Bang! Yeah. <laughs> So while we were working with our other sponsor, I wonder how many people <laughs> needed help with their puppies. There could have been thousands of people who needed help with their puppies, and they didn't know what to do. They could have already been a third of the way into having a perfect puppy. If you have a puppy and you need help, you need 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy. You can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy has a relationship-based approach which helps you and your puppy become perfect for each other. They have online sources like video lessons, a secret Facebook group, one-on-one options are available as well. Whether it's mouthing and biting, potty training, fear and nervousness, barking, if your puppy's chewing on furniture, shoes, or other things it shouldn't be chewing on, if you need help with crate training, hyperactivity issues, leash training, and more, 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can teach you what to do. More importantly, what not to do. Exactly. They can help you understand how your dog thinks and apply proactive training methods so you and your puppy can become perfect for each other. You can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. Do you remember that? It was one of the Pierce Brosnan and James Bond movies, and there may have been a bunch of them, but... He has that invisible car, and it's the camera where it's like cameras on one side of the car mm-hmm. are showing you the other side of the car, right? Like what it would look like right, if you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm assuming that's what that technology is. But I don't think that that necessarily means. I mean, if we're talking about something that is moving between dimensions, then. I would imagine that moving between dimensions would have something to do with getting all blurry and translucent. Well, no? well you know, that's the thing. When when I say the government has this tech, this idea of the you know translucent creature, translucent Bigfoot, the uh, you know the, the predator like thing, just because the government has tech that could do that doesn't mean it also doesn't come up in tons of Bigfoot reports. Yeah, right. tons of them. So I'm addressing that only to say that you know because you get the skeptics. They're going to be like, well. We, the government's got that technology, you know. I'm acknowledging right. that. Yes, the government has that technology, but the government does not have seven-foot-tall running bush technology. 
and uh, you know some of these other things that are going on. That picture of the the pigs you sent me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I man, that that's the curveball in the well, the last curveball. And yesterday, at some point, I actually thought I should call Becca and ask her. So she was driving to Granbury. Serenity now. She was driving to <laughs> Granbury with her with their oldest Stella, and they saw a group of dead animals on the side of the road. And the weird thing is, is I mean, there's hogs all over the place down there. Feral hogs are all in Texas, but these were show pigs. Mm-hmm. And so they drove by them like real slow, and we're like, "That's weird." Then the next day on Facebook, someone posted that picture of them and was like, kind of saying, "Would FFA kids, you know, future farmers of America, like who would do this? Because you would have to break into a barn to do it." But the crazy thing is, is like I showed you, and it took like four days for you to get the picture. But when you got it, you got it. Mm-hmm. It looks like, uh, well, you know, they always say those. If you get three scratches in a haunted house, that's the demonic, right? It looks <laughs> like a giant demonic Freddy Krueger hand has sliced these pit like precision, mm-hmm. and all of them. There were multiple pictures. All of them, it's they're it's exactly the same, and their guts are hanging out. That's mm-hmm. it. Like nothing missing off of them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I mean, far be it for me to assume that I could figure out some things, but all I know is all of these things in concordance in the same location over a period of time, it seems like they must have something to do with something. Well, you know, anomalous big cat sightings go along with some weird Bigfoot stuff, for sure. Um, yeah. So it's not like you can't have both a weird big cat and Bigfoot in the same in the same place. Right, and I mean, we have mountain lions here. That's not, was never my argument. It's mm-hmm. the fact that, first of all, if a dude, like, mountain lions are terrifying, and I've been in Big Ben and walked around a corner and seen a deer stuck up in the corner of a branch, like, two branches, dripping blood out. I mean, it, it's horrifying, because, you know, they can be there, and you wouldn't know it. But, as much as we're taught down here, spending time in the woods, to be careful, I never have heard of anyone actually just getting done in by one in the state. Right. And what tripped me out was, and that's why I left that audio in there at the beginning of this one, because um, when I was just telling Gary the details, he was like, well, you know, I mean, if the dude did have a heart attack and was laying on the ground and a coyote came, they could rip his throat out, you know. But, I mean, the sheriff is like, he was standing up when he was attacked. You know, like they're laying out the mm-hmm. the crime files case on it. And I just didn't understand why the Texas Department of Wildlife would come in and say, nope, and no animal, and then a tracker. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely freaking weird. But you weren't interested in that. You were like, what's up with the ghillie suits? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, to me, that's a... I, I know. know. There, there's some things that you know. I just put in this in the column, like that's interesting, but we'll never know. And that's kind of one of them. But I have a special fascination for these reports where people have things coming on their property because they usually get pretty bizarre. Not that it hasn't already gotten bizarre. Okay, let me throw you. I'll throw you a little behind the scenes bizarre with this, which right. I had forgotten about until last night when I was cutting some of that up. So 
when he called me back when he had gotten to the house i think i'm pretty sure i clipped it out of the end of that but or in the middle of that or whatever but he told me that y'all don't make fun of my friend because this just sounds silly to say out loud he said that he noticed a falcon flying the other day like uh when you come up to their house if you look to your right there's a fence line and then that's their property line so both of those things that he saw were down that way which is interesting because that's the old homestead like if you walk through there you'll see the old crap Mm. that used to be there but he said he saw a falcon flying in that field and then he heard like vocalizations and he said that he saw someone in the woods over there like they were the falconer huh have you ever heard anything like that before no because i was like dude there is definitely not a dude who is just randomly falconing in the midst of all the other things that you're experiencing right there is no way right oh also you know one of the tenenbaum kids has come over and is just Fly, Mordecai! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's weird, right? Like, oh, that's, that's yeah. It's weird, but it's the kind of weirdness like that, I, that's right up your alley, yeah, right? Like, yeah, I totally expect from these cases. This was recent that he told you this. Well, it was that same night. It was all that same night, oh, and okay. I mean, I was on like information overload at that point, and right. honestly, I hadn't gone back and listened to. He told me that when we were making plans for the next day, which okay. is in that podcast. I just clipped it because I was like, dude, I got to, you know, trying to give my boy some credibility. And that just sounds bananas. But the thing is, is he's just like, you can hear how dumbfounded he is because mm-hmm. he's like, dude, there's this weird shit going on and I don't know what to do about it. Right. And I mean, when we were out there, there is multiple occasions when we saw lights, which should not surprise anyone, but there's moments when we were both, I, I was pretty much yelling at him, like, what the F is that? What the F is that? Like, what do you mean you don't know what that is? Like, I'm expecting him to give me some explanation. And at first, it's one of those things where it's like, at first I'm thinking, like, surely there's a road over there and that's a car coming. Right. One of those kind of things, you know? And as I'm sitting in the car by myself after everyone's up in the house and I'm just sitting there, seeing orbs up in the tree mm. and i mean that you know you've seen that stuff before it's yep. weird oh yeah and it's especially weird after what i was told about you know up there in the pacific northwest and what that means and that that's really just a representation of some of the entities in the forest and i mean that's spooky stuff dude spooky yeah yeah so you beat me to it i was gonna ask about weird lights Sorry, was, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. So that's that was. Yeah, I mean, you're my. You were the first person, of course. Like when I heard that specific thing of which I speak from Devil's Creek, you know, it was you and I that were on the phone um, when I told you that, and mm-hmm. we had a lengthy conversation about the lights in the woods. Oh yeah, and I always think that it's funny that the lights in the woods is an accepted form of whatever paranormal activity by people who don't believe in paranormal activity right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. because they're hunters or whatever and mm-hmm. they're in the woods and they're like bigfoot's an ape and i'm just gonna shoot a deer today but they see mm-hmm. like there are a ton of youtube videos of people being like what in the heck is that right well and again swamp if, gas. If, swamp gas. so let's put on the skeptic hat doesn't fit me very well 
Let's put it on the skeptic okay. hat and say that some government organization with high tech has decided to stalk your your friend's property for mm-hmm. whatever reason. You know, why are they going to have any kind of lights to let you know they're out there? You know, again, the, the banging on the fence. Right there, you we're, go. I, I wanted to get to that to too. Be, yeah, yeah. We're trying not to be. And I mean, you hear him when he says that they're banging on the fence. Right. He pauses, and you hear it. Mm-hmm. It was right there. It's like bang, 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 and that, you know, that tripped me out when I was there as well. That there was multiple occasions when I was just like, I was turning and looking somewhere, expecting there to be a farmer over there doing something. Yeah, no, they wouldn't be giving their position away with. It's like shooting off flares, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna happen. Right. Yeah. So things are banging on the fence. Um, I mean, it's just it's just a, a just check 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 check. You just it's just a checklist of weird stuff. So you went out there in January. Have you been out there since? So I was out there January the sixth. I was out there the next week for a brief moment and then they sort of had a family issue we had a family issue up here and then another one and no and our thing is that now it's at the point where it's kind of too warm to go yeah oh yeah and it kind of reaches a point but see that's the other thing we got a bunch of crazy winter weather down here so right after i left we're really close to the whole, you know, this place, like it was negative 10 here for like multiple days in a row and the whole state's pipes busted and it just took like six weeks away from everyone's life. I mean, Mm -hmm. my child is still in school right now because (laughs) the schools in Dallas are so old that she couldn't, you know, they had to make up a bunch of time. So the weather really messed that up. And then, and no, I mean, we haven't, he would obviously let me know if something was going on. I mean, I guess the thing with the pigs, that was sometime in February. It was early February, probably. So my question is, has it continued? Like, are they still seeing, hearing weird stuff there? So I've only talked to him, and he said it's been really chill. Again, his ability to roll with the punches is... This dude is... He's amazing. Because it's really not, like, his top focus... At all. Even when it was that's going on, it was driving him nuts, but like he doesn't sit around and think about it. And No, that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the people up there are like his father-in-law and the neighboring ranches, they would say it was just poachers. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's because they do catch people out there poaching. Mm-hmm. But usually if you're going to poach, you're going to be in your truck right from the road, shoot a deer somebody run out there and grab it and bring it. You're not going to be again in the swimming pool on a raft floating with your rifle, (laughs) hoping that one might frolic. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And you're trying to stay, if you're doing that, you're trying to stay kind of hidden anyway. You're not going to get up on people's property. Yeah. You know, right next to their house. I mean, you know, no. And again, this is Texas, man. Like both times that I've been out there, I mean, Thanksgiving, we were shooting guns just for the heck of it because he had, he had some new ones. You know, like, mm-hmm. we're all packing down here. You don't do stuff like that. That's how you that's how you get shot. Right. Really, that's how you get shot. You just don't do it. Yeah, that's what, you know, when the we had people, people, we had something come into our, our campsite at Pandemonium, and it's... 
Yeah, I get. I mean, guess it could have been a person, but he better hope we don't wake up and catch him in the campsite. You know, it's it ain't going to be a nice outcome for him. When are you going to just finally admit to everyone that pandemonium is just a rave you go to? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of every time you say, "Yeah, we're at pandemonium." <laughs> like, who was headlining pandemonium this year? That's about at least an hour and a half away from me, so. I haven't been back too much to that. Now that's the place where is the guy that went out there with you the one that had the the balls and the washing machines? Well, he didn't go with me, so that guy's in uh, in Washington. He's in State. Washington, yeah. And he had sent me cedar balls to leave out, like mm. in my quote unquote gifting areas. And the idea was like I would leave them in places where I could check frequently. But we were going to Pandemonium. I thought oh, I'm going to take some of his stuff there. And leave it there. And then I left it there. And then it had been moved. Like I left it on a tree stump. And it had been moved like right to the edge of the tree stump. Where you couldn't even. Like if you tried to balance it right on the edge of this. You couldn't do it. Like it was perfectly balanced. And that's the way we left it. And I think it was on the way back. He texted me. And he said do you still have that cedar ball? And I was like what? And like I thought he wanted it back. And uh, I said why are you asking this right now? And he said, oh, because we, we he has an, an, his washing machine is outside on a, like a little porch area or something outside his house. And he said, we had some cedar balls show up on our washing machine. And I was like, what the hell? So we actually drove all the way back to Pandemonium to check on the cedar ball that Friday. It was still there, but it was just really, really bizarre. Oh, yeah. I mean, that story tripped me out. Now... Can I just go ahead and tell your listeners a little secret about you? Yeah. I'll let it out that, if I don't like it. <laughs> that the first time that Tim, well, that night that I released that first podcast, you called me and were like, you're like, you know what you should do? You got access to this place? You should do some gifting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you were like, well, but also he has kids. So, right. Yeah. That's the thing. That's, See, if I had my rifle here right now, I'd shoot my dishwasher. <laughs> put it out of its misery. The, I, there will be someone who comments, well, I, I could have listened, but for that beep. You know what? Mm. Come over to the OKT page and we can talk about okay. it. <laughs> I had a guest on, and she had like, it was like one cell phone alert at you know, in the first third of the interview and she turned it off literally right away. Right. And I had somebody comment, well, I could have listened to her cell phone kept going off. I said, it went off once. He comments back. That's right. (laughs) Okay. That's all it takes for me to hit the stop. (laughs) I hear one cell phone notification. I'm out. Out. Yeah. Just an immediate, like he's hovering over the stop button, you know, <laughs> waiting for it. Well, that's it. Well, so what should I do? Should I, should I shut the door and just let it run? Is it better if it runs or I, is it? Go ahead. Do that. I don't know. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. Do that. And I'm trying to, I, I honestly, I'm not lying. I have no idea how to turn it off. No idea. <laughs> Please leave this in though. Because we do have mutual friends who will find it quite humorous. I will put a grave warning on the episode that there are extraneous uh, washing machine sounds that yeah, may disturb it, the it, listeners. 
If you need me to cut the beeps out of the audio, I will for you. <laughs> no, I'm not. You that feel that's bad. And I know. Did you see that picture that I posted of the Adobe file? I don't think so. For the episode? Oh no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Where? Because was this today? Yeah, I sent it before. I like I did it. I took one and posted it before it was even done. Just because when I zoomed out of it, I was like, "Good lord, look at that thing!" It's like a. Is this on, a, your, on your page? Yeah, it's a work of art. If people don't know what it takes to put something like that together, <laughs> it's quite expansive. Okay, talk show. Oh, look at that! Yeah, <laughs> and that it's not finished yet. That was that was when I had to like I had to stand up because I think my feet were. My feet were falling apart. Does anybody want to ask me about the cover photo for the Cougar Hollow with the with the flying Cougar? I didn't I see guess, that. See, I guess, I did, it didn't come through yeah, on my on my podcatcher. There you, you go. That one. Look at that. That is a my own personal photograph right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I see it on the. Uh, Can you tell where that is just by looking at the background? I'm guessing that's Norlands. There you go. Isn't that great? That's inside an art gallery, and it was literally a flying bobcat. Yeah, it's cool. It is cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I was bragging about the... Oh, the the amount of time that it takes to edit something worth a flip. Mm-hmm. That's, Cutting I, out beats is a beating. I often think, like, not everybody. There there are people who, who genuinely appreciate what we do, and those people, are, are thankfully, are in the majority. But there are some people out there who listen to an hour podcast and think it took you an hour to make that podcast. Like they literally think you spent an hour to make that podcast. I hate to admit it because after the fact, I will, if I start to look at something like that that was released today, I will think, is it worth it? (laughs) But I bet you, I bet you I put 12 hours in front of that. Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah. By the time, between all the editing and and if you're doing any kind of production at all, you know it's it takes a long time to do this stuff. And I'm not complaining. I love I love what I do. I'm so freaking lucky to have the job I have. Don't take this as complaining, but it does. It, it takes some time to put these things together. I'm complaining. <laughs> I'm complaining, and they expect that of me. You know, they expect it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with a replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Uh, you want to call Uncle Jeff and just see what he's got going? See if he's out there at the old sawmill? <laughs> I'm sure people would love that. Let's finish up talking about this property first. Right. I so tried, guys. I tried. You haven't been notified of anything particularly crazy? Lately. No. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm imagining, again, when I say that Texas was covered in a blanket of snow for... So the spring was basically gone because of the snow. Mm-hmm. So we kind of went from this, you know, it was late January, February, typical kind of winter thing. And then we got slammed and then the rain season started and it's just been really nuts. So even if there were quote unquote, Bigfoots, translucents, any military operated vehicles, they would all get drowned or snowed in. And that also may be that, that kind of kept them from being out very much, Mm -hmm. which I thought was always really interesting that, you know, the chicken coop, which is obviously walkable from the house and the uh, swimming pool would be places where they saw something. But yeah, no, not as of yet. I was asking him or telling him earlier that I told him that you, you should have heard his voice when I said, my buddy said that I should come out there and and leave, leave some gifts for him. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what, what are you talking about? Like (laughs) no concept of what that means. I told him, he said, get a Scrabble board, get some Scrabble letters and he was like, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I could pretty much get away with whatever. It's just, I'm certainly not going over there for 100 degree days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we're in, and we're in for that for a couple of weeks. But, I mean, I mean, for a couple of months. But in September, I'm about it. And obviously have full access. I am trying to find out a few things on the back channels about the mountain lion assault or the accidental animal attack is the coroner ended up claiming was the reason for death but not on the property so what what did the coroner say um death by accident reason animal <laughs> case closed nothing to see here i'm not kidding that's what so, they said i, I in, in my medical file you'll like this Next to, you know, all my other issues, we got, uh, you know, MS and, and whatever else. Um, Micropene. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You know I can't help it. He didn't take any of that shit seriously. That and the beeping. I'm out. <laughs> I think we got to go. I'll see you later. We're done. Mm. Now, uh, next, mm. all, the, all my medical issues are listed in there, but one of them... Is struck by raccoon. Struck? Yes, you were. You were though. You were struck. By I actually got mad at the doctor though. I said, "I did the striking." I said, "I was the struck <laughs> struck her." Yeah, he said, "There's there's no there's no uh, like medical code for that. There's an actual medical code for struck by raccoon." The I fact said, that you whipped a raccoon so hard that it hurt you is incredible. <laughs> oh, that 
That should make you an honorary Texan right there. <laughs> I'll take it. But uh, yeah, so that's made my report. That's st- insane. Struck by raccoon. So so accidental death calls wildlife. That sounds like struck by raccoon in a way. Right, yeah. It's like like yeah. The, 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 seriously, the mountain lion fell out of a tree. Like, on his head. Yeah. Right. Broke his neck. I mean, if it in one thing, it's another, dude. You would think that I worked in professional radio by the m- amount of sounds in the background of my house. I, I didn't. I didn't hear that last one. So maybe on. Oh, it's just a cell phone over there beeping. Oh, okay. Well, you're a popular man. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> the flurry of OK Talk activity. Can we expect this to continue? Or are you gonna you gonna like kind of draw it back and do like a regular show, but but you know more regular than you used to? Or is this just gonna be a lot? randomly coming at us um well i refuse to do any kind of agreements on what we like that's the only one that i'm not going to put any kind of boundaries on i'm hoping to have devil's creek done ready to roll um by festival season which would be late fall nice uh ideally i'm thinking october it's just you know it's just me and I'm basically learning how to do it at this point. Right, right. So it's a slog. But like I said, I've started going through my archives, and I have a whole lot. It's weird when you're doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's, here, let me play some audio, and let me just kind of just... Well, right, like, so some of that stuff doesn't make any sense to me. But then again, like, the OK Talk thing allows me to do the production stuff in a weird way so you know that's a that's a creative outlet it's not the creative outlet but it is one but i'm having fun with it again which is important and you know the response has been really good even to the stuff that i didn't think people would i mean i totally thought i'd get flamed by now (laughs) so what i realized is that you know especially when i'm like if I'm here by myself, which obviously during the pandemic I was quite a bit, and if I don't have the conversation going, all that stuff gets backed up inside of me. And then I, it's weird. It's like it gets clogged mm-hmm. and it really slows my whole role. And I'm an orator at heart. And I need to get it out. And when I get it out, I feel better, number one. But I also am able to kind of come to some conclusions. It's it's not talking to yourself, but it is sort of. But the little, you know, the little comments and people have been really, really cool about it. And that's always nice. I know when I was sharing it, there was a lot of uh, people, strange familiars people, who uh, were very excited that you were back. Well, I mean, I love all the strange familiars peeps and I'm really bad at this whole thing because I did it for a living for so long that I just don't have the, all the other stuff that goes with it is very difficult for me to manage. The other thing about it is so, is no surprise that I love comic books and I managed a comic book store when I was in college and, uh. Yes, you did. I left that job, and I couldn't deal with comics for a couple years. I just didn't bother with them. Maybe longer. It might have been five years or more. And I just, it was like, enough, you know? And then, you know, I gradually was like, 
got back into the things I loved about them. You know, like these. Okay, these. This is what I love about them, and people are making some good stuff, and and got back into it, and you know, it's been lifelong love. Same thing happened working at a, a, a music store and a record store at different times. A you know, guitar shop and a record store. You just kind of get burnt on it after a while, and you have to take a step back. But if you love the stuff, I feel like you come back to it, and you and you realize again. Okay, this is what I loved about it. And, right, you know. for sure. I certainly had let extenuating circumstances affect what I was doing. In fact, this is a theme with me where I, it's not that I really necessarily feel that I need to have somebody with me. It's that I would rather do the journey with someone. It's and, a thousand times easier. No, dude, yeah. it's when I have Allison to talk to or Chad to talk to, it's so much easier. It's so much easier when you have that that feedback to just sit there and bounce it off of somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, not saying that I don't. And in fact, what we were talking about, what I was before we, I think that was before you push record, but that I'm, my friends and I are, I have very good friends who have no idea about the devil's Creek, right? Like we came into each other's lives again after all this time Mm -hmm. last year. And, you know, some of the people that I would, if I was going to pick people to sit around and talk to, especially like David's one of them. That's all we did for so much of our young adult life. And to be able to tell him a story has really helped me try to get to where the narrative is going to go. Because as you know, as you know, a lot of the backstory, there's multiple stories inside of what went on up there. Oh yeah. And so that has helped me a lot. And the sitting down in front of the microphone and just going is nothing that I've really ever done before. And that was terrifying in a lot of ways, I guess to say I'm completely comfortable saying that even when I was convinced that this is what I'm supposed to be doing a couple of weeks ago, it didn't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in that one that I put out today, you know, I was like, dude, I get that doubt in my head that this isn't going to make any sense. What are you doing? You're wasting your time. Da, 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 da. People don't want to hear it. And all I know is right now I'm going to keep throwing it. And if it's, you know, everyone in my life that's close to me personally thinks that I'm 24-7 stand-up comedian because of my commentaries on <laughs> life and existence. And if my neighbor has his freaking lawnmower on too early. I may sit down on the microphone and just go mm-hmm. because now I realize that I don't need to just be burning that solo in a house. Might as well let the world get to listen to the gold. Awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and for those who, who aren't on the, uh, the Facebook page and stuff, the trailer for Devil's Creek dropped and that is public now. So you can check out the Devil's Creek trailer at your YouTube page, right? Yeah, yeah. And that I am so freaking excited about it. I had one of those moments the other night where I was um, going through some audio and I stumbled across something and it was like something that I completely forgot about. Just was like ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. And that has been really cool because it was definitely a situation that needed, it needed to simmer and you know, once everybody sees what happens and I'm going to tell as much of the story. Yeah, that's right. If you're listening as much of the story (laughs) as I can 
possibly do because that's the only thing I can do. All right. I know is I can tell you the story that I know. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's going to be. And it's going to blow people's freaking heads off. And just like it did everyone that was involved in it. And um, it's insane and nuts and scary as all get out. And still the kind of thing when I think about it, it makes that side of my body go numb because it's so disturbing. So I appreciate everyone hanging around, but then we were also in the hang up of a pandemic and I just refused to put out my first movie in the middle of it. I just wasn't going to do it. Just wasn't going to do it. Plus we were going to be spending a lot more money to do it that way. And this way it's like a long-term investment because that's the other thing is that, I mean, this, this Cougar Hollow thing is filmable and this is, I just want to keep telling good stories and real stories, which is important to me too. Clint, it's good to have you back, man. Okay. Talk. Where can they find you? This is what I, I would always rely on Matt for. Um, (laughs) uh, my email is okay. Talk podcast. I know that. Uh, we're on all the things, and all, all uh, the podcatchers, the regular, uh, right? Yeah. And the you know, it's easy to find. I will say, for a weird name for a show, okay, talk, or as Heather called it, creepy talk, which I think <laughs> I wish I'd look and see if that pod feed was up. <laughs> yeah, okay, talk will show up if you if you look around. Uh, we're in the places, and and I really do enjoy the interaction, and I. I don't have a way to ensure I'm certainly not going to ensure anyone that, you know, oh, every Thursday we'll be dropping a new episode. Right, right. But then again, if you worked with the lunatics that I worked for for so long in radio, you really kind of enjoy working outside of a clock. (laughs) But I've been trying to get this guy, Tim Renner, to join me for, you know, years now and have constantly been given the stiff arm. And so I urge ye strange familiar listeners to pressure Timothy to speak to his boy, Clinton, well, let's, more often. Let's do it right now. Okay, let's do it. All right. Now, Clint, thank you. Devilscreekfilm.com. They can find yes, you. Yes, thank you. They thank can you. find you on the Facebooks. Check out OK Talk in your podcatchers. Yeah, our, our YouTube feed, um, I'm going to start, as I'm learning all this video editing, I'm going to start throwing more videos up on our YouTube page. In fact, I think I got video of Lights in the Woods nice. from Cougar Hollow. So. Awesome. There you go. All right, Clint, we'll talk to you again soon. I love you. There are over 70 patron episodes of Strange Familiars. Sometimes people ask where certain episodes are because the numbers will skip in their feed. Well, they don't skip for patrons. Those episodes are patron episodes. And if you sign up for Patreon, you get over 70 patron episodes right away. More all the time. We're trying to do two a month for our patrons. We've always done one a month, and we will guarantee that we're always going to do one patron show a month. Here lately, we've been doing two patron shows a month. I think we're going to stick with that schedule because our patrons mean the world to us. Without our patrons, we couldn't do Strange Familiars. So if you sign up for our Patreon, you get over 70 patron episodes right away 70 episodes you can go back and listen to and then we add more every month patreon.com slash strange familiars it's the best way to help the show we could not do the show without our patrons thank you so much patrons means everything to us strange familiars is possible because of our patrons again if you want to help and get extra content go to patreon.com slash strange familiars check out all the different tiers of support there 
If you don't like the idea of a subscription service like Patreon, you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. Go to the show notes under any episode at strangefamiliars.com. Look for a paypal.me link. You can click that and make a one-time donation. Everyone can help by liking and subscribing wherever you're listening, whether that's on a podcatcher or YouTube, wherever you're listening. Make sure to like and subscribe. And if you feel so inclined, those nice five-star reviews do help get the show in front of new potential listeners. feel like we need a little like photo of the week theme song every time we introduce it all i can think of is the one from like the gary shandling show where they talk (laughs) (laughs) you should come up with a little theme song yeah i should do that Uh in your free time (laughs) there was a time this is before the creepy clowns in the woods Uh part urban legend part truth i think it was one of those things that started as an urban legend but jumped into some kind of weird reality and this is before the joker movie at the turn of the century i was into weird clowns Keeping with the theme, having Clint as our guest, I thought. <laughs> thought you'd have a clown. It was either that or uh, two girls brushing each other's hair. I thought would be on point as well. Is that supposed to be me and Clint? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so here we have a clown band. Oh, this is a French clown band. I know because of the sign. <laughs> In not English. Yeah, I, I must have picked this up somewhere during my creepy clown phase. We also had clowns with musical instruments, sub-collecting. Yes. It's a three-piece band. Yeah, it's a... Uh, drum and bass. <laughs> no. <laughs> bass, drum, snare, and... Uh, Tuba. So it's Josh. Susephone? No. <laughs> yes, it's Josh and... You and Clint? <laughs> I think this has a date on it. That's always helpful. Yeah. That's the wonderful thing about postcards. This is from 1907, so oh. pretty cool. So yes, it's a real photo postcard from, as Allison said... 1907 snazzy stamp on it i like this i'm willing to part with it still but i do like it if you go to the show notes under this episode you can see an image of this postcard if you click on that it'll take you to our etsy shop where you can purchase this and other photos of the week there are still some left from previous episodes in there while you're at our etsy shop those big footprints they're doing very well my favorite print we've ever done you can find those in there you can find copies of my book I'm adding original artwork as I finish pieces. Some new original artwork here and there. Strange Familiars t-shirts. Go ahead and check it out. Lots of stuff in our Etsy shop. My shop name is Lost Grave. But if you type in Strange Familiars, our stuff should come up. While you're on Etsy, you can check out Chad's shop, which is Rook Rabbit Outdoors. And you can check out our friends at Karmic Garden as well. They have the Strange Familiars bespoke scent, which we created. <laughs> and the flannel man scent and much more for soaps and lotions and all kinds of great stuff like that go ahead and check him out karmic garden i would like to really thank clint he is one of the most genuinely funny people i've ever sort of met you know i've never really met him but uh we recorded an episode i think it was like maybe a week and a half two weeks into quarantine where you know like when we were all in that just like why is the world ending no one told me and it was at some parts hilarious and then other parts just very sad and dark and fearful and then we decided to scrap that but you've mentioned that before and patrons have been like you have to let us hear that you have to let us hear that maybe i'll go back and listen to it at some point i don't know we can always make more content with clint yeah he's he's fun to riff with yes clint and i always make plans to do more 
and then one of us gets involved in something. But it's the kind of friendship, I feel like there, there's a true friendship where you can just, a year can go by and you can just pick up right where you were and just yeah. everything's fine, nobody's mad or anything like that. So Sometimes life just gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a kid, we have kids, it's, you know, the pandemic happened. It's a crazy thing. I did record a segment for Clint's show. Maybe it's a, it would be a whole show, I don't know. So I don't know what he's going to do with that. But right when we finished talking for Strange Familiars, we went right into recording that for his show. So maybe that'll pop up on or, the OK Talk feed at some point. I can interview him and ask him why he didn't become a monk. There you go. <laughs> All right. That's it for this show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. If you'd like to hear more or purchase music by Stonebreath, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group. We are also on Instagram. You can find us at strangefamiliars, little at sign, strangefamiliars, mm-hmm. as they do on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And... There's this thing. <laughs> it's called the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. And if you have a computer, you can get on it using a web browser. They call it surfing. You can surf the web. You don't need a surfboard. You just need a computer and a web browser. And if you type in the browser window up top <laughs> where you put the addresses in, mm-hmm. if you type in HTTP, colon, slash, slash, it might be HTTPS. Anyway, www.strangefamiliars.com. You can find us on the web anytime. And check out our website. And there's links to everything we do there, I think. Mother Russ
bother us We have made our own
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.